This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, you can find lots of great resources on our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. There's a radio page on there that Tony, my co-host, has spent countless hours on making perfect for you. You can listen to each of the episodes on our radio page as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, after we obviously do the show together every week. And, you know, lately we've had lots of callers that uh, have asked specific questions that we want to cover on the show. And interestingly enough, one of the callers from uh, about two weeks ago asked about alternative investments and things that maybe don't correlate very much to the normal stock and bond traditional portfolios that everybody uses, and uh, with good reason, because those are definitely things we should talk about. And Tony is going to join us here in a second, but actually, listeners, today's a very, very special day for me. I've got my brother, Zach Jones, in the studio with us, and we're going to do a joint show together because Zach um, manages some of those alternative investments uh, on his own. So, uh, hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, you're you're bringing uh, Zach in. I love this. It's the All Jones Show. Herstel Jones uh, did the show for a long time, then Nick Jones, and now we've got Zach Jones as a guest on the show. It's all in the family with the Jones boys. I, I love it. Are there more? Are there more brothers out there that I'm going to find out about? No more brothers. It ends with us. Ah, there you go. Do we sound the same? Do we sound a little bit the same? Everybody says I kind of sound like Hurst on the phone. I don't know if I sound like Zach or not. No. I look a lot better. I'll well, tell you that. Well, let's, uh, as far as good looks in the family, I'm going to no comment. No, no, <laughs> no comment on that. But, uh, but Nick, thanks for having me on the show. But what a huge get. I mean, uh, from Zach's resume here, it looks fantastic. I mean, uh, this is going to be a really exciting show. Uh, I don't think we've ever had anybody in this field on, so uh, this is going to be great. Uh, why don't you introduce our, our guest today and uh, a little bit about him? Sure thing. So maybe I'll set the stage, first of all, of why I decided and thought it would be great to have Zach on the show. And, you know, <clears throat> investing is interesting, and there's always different things that you should be considering. And for years, huge institutions like Yale and Harvard have used what are called endowment series portfolios, which are basically alternative asset classes to your traditional stock and bond portfolios. Everybody thinks of three major investments when they think about investing in anything. It's stocks, bonds, and real estate. Well, Zach has been working uh, as a general manager of a forestry company for the better part of 25 years in Mendocino, California, and has, you know, seen many different um, people own the, the company that he's working with and for and for different reasons. And so I thought uh, Timber is a pretty great resource that uh, is an alternative asset class that Zach could have some good uh, knowledge about, Tony. 
Well, I think that's great. And I'm excited. The forestry industry, this is something I don't know a lot about. I don't know anyone who works in forestry. So I'm excited. I'm going to learn a lot today on the show, I'm sure, from Zach. And um, that's that's a good thing. I always learn about finances from you, Nick. And now we've got Zach Jones with us. So uh, Zach, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and the industry you work in. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Uh, like my brother said, I'm the general manager of our timber company down in Northern California. And uh, I just basically manage 112,000 acres of timberland for a privately owned uh, family investment, basically. And I think today we're going to talk about a number of those different investment opportunities, whether it's privately owned or publicly owned, and how to potentially get involved in some of that tangible asset division. So the the forestry industry you work in, um, it's managing uh, all those trees. And uh, so uh, you, you create lumber from this and that's a, a big part of what it does. Is that right? Yeah. The trees that we primarily grow are, are suited to uh, framing lumber and or decks and, and uh, benches and things of that nature. And yeah, we manage that land on a sustainable basis to where you uh, would invest in that property that uh, over time we're growing trees and we can't cut all the trees down uh, in one single year. And we have to manage the growth with the harvest over time. And uh, with that, it sets it up for a great investment opportunity uh, over a period of time for some investors. So forestry would be an alternative investment that you, you when you talk about intern, alternative investment, sometimes this is this is one of the things you're talking about, right? Oh, definitely. And you know, Tony, interestingly, you know, up, up in the Rogue Valley where we're at, uh, I've got tons of clients that have either their own timber property or have in the past, you know, managed different timber properties like Zach does as well. And so many of our clientele know how important this can be as part of uh, maybe your real estate holdings or also, uh, you know, an alternative investment. Zach mostly manages uh, Redwood and Doug Fur, isn't that right? And um, Yeah, that's correct. And in many, it's, it's been interesting for me to watch uh, the development in his industry over the last 25 years. I mean, today, um, a private family owns that property, but in years past, it was different hedge funds that would go into uh, his property and purchase it because they were trying to set themselves apart with a very specific niche in investments, timber. Wow. Right. And so... Um, you know, I thought that it would be fun to talk about it today because so many people ask me and when they think about investing, they just come up with one, a couple of different things, stocks and bonds. Yeah. But the truth is there's just so many other things you can invest in. So Zach, you know, when, when COVID hit, it slowed everything down, but then we had an incredible boom coming out of COVID and prices of everything just skyrocketed. I mean, timber was one of the things that everybody talk, talked about. Like what happened in that situation? Yeah, there was just a high demand for uh, lumber products to, uh, during COVID, obviously a lot of outside dining opportunities came about and uh, areas were built so that diners could dine outside in a safe environment. And that put a huge demand on the timber industry to uh, feed uh, those products with our products. And uh, ever since then, uh, there, you know, with coming out of COVID housing has bounced back and we're starting to see more construction in the market and, uh, things will continue that, that direction, uh, depending on interest rates. Zach brought up a very interesting point there. And so, you know, his, his, um, industry is somewhat dependent on a couple of different things. Uh, obviously housing, people building, 
uh, home improvement became really, really big during COVID. A lot of people started uh, more projects. They liked Home Depot and Lowe's. And But then now, <laughs> you bring up a really good point, Zach. I mean, interest rates are so much higher now than they were a year ago. That's starting to slow real estate. Um, so I assume it might start slowing some of uh, you know the timber industry as well. Yeah, it can most definitely slow down the demand for lumber. Uh, no matter what, there's always uh, a demand for the products that we're producing, whether it be two by fours, two by sixes, um, you know, beam style wood. Um, but it is closely tracked with the interest rates and the housing market as it goes up and down. Yeah. And uh, as we've d- been discussing, you know, timber is one of those uh, dif- it helps you to diversify your overall portfolio so that maybe when timber's down, some other investments up yet when some other investments down, timber would generally be up. So it's a nice round. Uh, it, it, it's a nice tool to have to round out your investments. Plus, I, I don't know of a time in our nation's history where uh, there hasn't always been some need for lumber. Like you said, even during COVID restaurants started building outdoor patios with your lumber. And, and I like that example. I think that's a really good one. Um, but yeah, I see a I still see, even with high interest rates, a lot of home improvement projects going on. My neighbors rebuilding, redoing their decks and things like that. So I know I have to redo my deck at some point. So I'll need some of that, some of that good, uh, Douglas fir, whatever you got over there. The good, the good thing here is we, Zach was mentioning kind of the rotation of rotation of asset classes and Tony, you and I haven't really talked a lot about this lately on the show. And, um, it, it just kind of, you know, is, is blanks from my mind, but a lot of people come in and they ask me about this and I'm sure that you guys have seen, you know, the periodic table of investments. This is that chart that everybody brings out that shows you, look in the last 20 years, Here's the 10 different assets you could have owned each year and which one is in favor this year and does it become in favor next year and the year after and so on and so forth. And typically the, um, you know, the reasoning behind showing a chart like that is because if you own a diversified portfolio, it's going to smooth both the ups and the downs and and make things a little bit more consistent over time. Um, kind of getting back to what I started the show with, you know, huge institutions, Yale and Harvard, started these endowment type portfolios years ago because they found great value in adding something that does not really correlate with the market. And so timber was a huge thing. Natural resource stocks, water, oil, commodities, precious metals, real estate. And so all of those are crazy alternative investments that have a different values at different times for different reasons. You know, everybody said the market just tanked last year and was terrible. Well, there was an asset class that did pretty well. Energy was up 60%. I mean, so oil and gas was a huge, huge uh, producer last year. Timber was up last year as well. So was precious metals. So the point I'm trying to make here is you got to have an open mind. You've got to have portfolio managers on your side that are constantly searching for other opportunities. And nobody can time things perfectly. But if you are prudent and stay to a, a very good approach and have some money in alternative investments, we typically have about 20% in some of our broad models that we utilize, um, then it's going to be a good thing for investors over the years. Wow. And, you know, even uh, Gradient Investments, who, who you work with, I know you have portfolios there for some of your clients. Uh, they have uh, they have funds or, or things with alternative investments like uh, timber in them, right? 
Oh, definitely. And Zach and I were talking before the show, and um, I'll have him talk a little bit about this, but there's not a lot of different ways that you can invest in timber. You know, uh, you mentioned kind of two different main ways uh, before the show, Zach. Yeah, I, I tend to think that there may be two general ways to do it. You could buy a piece of property um, as a small investor, whether it be a five acre parcel, 10 acre parcel up to a hundred or whatever it may be, and manage that sustainably to harvest the trees as you need them. And whether you continue to keep that property in timber um, and or utilize both the timber and the development side of it of uh, building a house and then later on selling that uh, real estate with uh, as an investment is one avenue. Another avenue would be to invest it in one of these funds that maybe a larger portfolio manager may be able to offer you um, where they can uh, they're tied into some of these larger companies, uh, these larger owned timberland parcels that can then provide uh, income back to you. Interesting. We won't mention names, but Zach Zach's company before uh, recently was owned by a pretty large hedge fund on the East Coast, and these investors would go around the United States or other parts of the world and find sustainable timber crops that they could buy, harvest, and then sell for a profit later on, right? Yeah, uh, those outfits are called uh, TMOs, Timber Investment Management Organizations, and they do just that, where they gather a group of investors. Um, it could be, you know, someone like a gradient or someone like that that has clients already on board to invest in some type of tangible asset investment, and they put together a larger fund that then goes and you know, researches throughout not just the country, but maybe even internationally uh, to find these uh, timberlands that are for sale to potentially buy them and uh, produce some type of product and, and return back to their clients. That's great. Well, and I find it fascinating. Um, and uh, how long have you been in this uh, timber industry, Zach? I've been in the timber industry for about 25 years now. Wow. So, um, Somewhat born and raised in it, I guess you could say. Uh, Nick and I, our grandfather was a saw filer for a local mill back home and kind of followed in the footsteps of his advice to never get involved in the timber industry. And yet I've made a 25-year <laughs> career out of it. So, so, so uh, Nick and her still listened and, and went into the financial services industry and their financial <laughs> services, uh, you know, uh, uh, end of things. Uh, but you went right into the family business. Yeah, we all say families got to take care of each other. So I figure they'll take care of me when I need it, and they'll and I'll take care of them. There when they you need go. It, depending on That's, what's this needed. This is great. Well, and I just Zach, there's a lot of questions I have for you about your uh, family dynamics and how you put up with Nick growing up. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure there there are a lot of stories there, right? Oh, there's a tons of stories, and we're only 14 months apart in age. So you can only imagine the love we have for each other at times. <laughs> so, uh, who's the who's the elder here? That would be me. Oh, you're older than Nick <laughs> by you 14 can't, months. You can't tell by the way that we look. No, uh, no. In fact, I would have guessed huh. Nick is way older. Uh, you know, in every relationship, someone has to be the older one. Someone has to be the better looking one, the smarter one. Just so happens it's me. It's just the way it works it's sometimes. You and all and I feel bad for him, but Nick. you know, yeah. I feel like my my radio show is being hijacked. No. Your listeners, I I am sorry. It is I am not sorry about that. It is that. not. But uh, how many more brothers are there? Are we going to have more uh, guests on the show? That's it. The, just the nope, three. That's it. It was just the three of Any us. Any sisters? Yep, that's right. No sisters. Wow, they had three boys. Three boys. And you guys were trouble because two of you went into finances and one into forestry. Wow. He, 
Oh, see, so Zach went into forestry so he could escape out into the woods because he didn't want to deal with this. That's really what's going <laughs> I on. That's exactly I it. I believe it. I believe it. No. <laughs> Nick and Herstel are two of the nicest people I've ever worked with, and so I assume you're uh, uh, cut from the same cloth, Zach. I like to think so at times. Yes. There, you, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, it, I find it interesting. I had no idea that there were funds that included, you know, I didn't know that Gradient, for example, had something that you could invest in that would pull from various alternative sources. Like, and I know that rotates. Sometimes timber is a part of that portfolio. Sometimes it's not right, Nick. Yeah. And I, I don't know I, um, enough about timber to tell you this. Zach might be able to, but you know, for all the other alternative investments that are available through the markets, um, you know, you got to have a couple of different things that you're thinking through. A lot of people come in and they ask me about specific things, gold, silver, precious metals or, or timber, for instance. And when you invest in an asset class like that, you have to have uh, liquidity. You got to be able to buy and sell it. You also have to have a custodian typically that's going to hold sure, it, right? Sure. Well, the markets have given us the different abilities through different products like exchange traded funds to basically invest in these types of asset classes. But, you know, historically there's always one or two of these that are in favor every single year. And I guess they go in and out of favor for all kinds of reasons, uh, political reasons possibly, or just demand reasons like Zach went through with timber and, and COVID. Um, and so the, the point is you, you need to think about some alternative investments. I mean, if, I mean, I don't know. I'm t- t- tell me, Zach, I don't know that much about the industry. I would assume though, let's say that you spend a, you know, a million dollars on a piece of timber property if it's profitable, I mean, you got to be able to, after your expenses, make 10, 20% at least on the timber, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously timing is everything and you have to time it correctly to get the top return. But historically, timber is a six to 8% investment um, profit over time. And with timing, it could definitely be at that high range of that 20%. The, the thing about timber is it's a uh, it's an investment, it's a commodity, and it's an investment to hedge against inflation. So like Nick has been talking about, it's nice to have timber in your portfolio to diversify your portfolio uh, for a number of reasons, as we've touched on in today's show, and that you could definitely uh, get more information about from Nick over time. Tony, we've talked a lot about this portfolio over the years on our show, the blue chip stock portfolio, yep. gradients G50. The G50. And, uh, the reason why you know, it's so important to think through a portfolio like that is it's definitely heavily inflation based, like Zach said. And it was interesting last year uh, in that portfolio, we owned a couple of companies that everybody knows, like Home Depot and Lowe's. <clears throat> and we would go to either of those stores locally and it's like, oh my gosh, uh, plywood or a two by four is six times the cost is what it was a year ago. And I was talking to the people in Home Depot and Lowe's about it. And they go, yeah, well, the, the timber industry is just charging more because everybody's willing to pay for it. And Home Depot and Lowe's have to pay the price too. But that was a perfect example of inflation and how quickly inflation can change things on one single commodity. I mean, most people that are listening to the show probably are influenced by no other commodity more than oil, gas right, prices. Because that affects everything, right. the shipping of it, the uh, anything that's made out of plastic, it's oil-based typically. So, uh, And to ship any product you're using oil. So yeah, it affects everything, doesn't it? That's the number one commodity yeah. that, that people think about. So let me ask you this question. If that's the number one commodity that affects your daily life the most, 
how come you don't ask your advisor to invest in it? Just a question. Because most people that come to our firm that have never uh, looked at their portfolio before don't own anything like energy yeah, or timber true. or natural resource stocks yeah. or, you know, or all these different ideas and things that we could talk through. And the point I'm trying to make is, are you really diversified if all you own is stocks and bonds? No. I mean, some people think you are. Yeah, you're not. But I, I, I yeah. don't. I mean, even real estate, if, if you're heavily invested in real estate, something like what's happening going on right now with interest rates being high, it can really, it can really hurt your portfolio very, very quickly. Yeah. So you got to have lots of irons in the fire. Um, timber is near and dear to my heart because I grew up in the, that, that area where it was a huge industry and Zach's lived it for the last 25 years, but it's just, um, it's a good reminder to listeners to ask those specific questions. Like, what am I investing in? Why am I investing in it? Is there any other options or alternatives I should consider? Yeah, that's a great point. And that's something that's where our listeners need to say, yes, this does affect them. And uh, this is relevant. Uh, the timber industry is relevant to you and your investments. But I want to go back, Nick, to what you said about, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot when you went in there and, uh, you know, timber went up by about uh, timber went up by, you know, you said five, six times. So you're basically saying that uh, that Zach's fault that lumber is so expensive. Is that what you're saying? What do you think, Zach? <laughs> I'm going to blame it back on the oil and gas. <laughs> Good job. Touché. We use diesel and gas to harvest trees and the equipment, and that helps to push those prices up. <laughs> Very smart. See yeah. that? I like well, that. You I, didn't, were kinda, I, didn't yeah, I, that. I was like, I just had to bring that up because, you, you know, you don't want to throw Zach under the bus. He, he doesn't set lumber prices, but uh, yeah. That's that's absolutely correct, and I and I would say since we do stock a number of those Home Depot and Lowe's stores uh, with our products, that you know uh, the timber side of it is a small part to get you in that store. Uh, those those are large uh, distribution centers, basically, and uh, I'm sure if the wood's going up, I'm sure the steel price, the nail price, the screw price, and all that stuff has gone up just the it same, did. if not even more. Yeah. Oh, trust me, it it did. I had to, when I went to uh, the hardware store and when I went into Lowe's, I noticed you know everything uh, coming out of COVID there that time period. It was just wow, yeah. And once it goes up, a lot of times it doesn't come back down. But you have to back to the important part. What Nick was talking about is so uh, crucial. You have to look at uh, alternative investments as well as stocks and bonds and as well as uh, your your liquidity and things like that right nick definitely you know one thing i was thinking about sitting here listening to you two talk was how timber is one of the few renewable resources that's an an, an alternative to invest in i mean you think about everything that's on this earth i mean oil and gas is pretty finite precious metals are for sure uh but timber is a renewable resource you can grow more of it and you can produce that and I don't remember exactly how this went, but you know, like 20 or 30 years ago when I was in school, I remember hearing how, um, you know, Saudi Arabia was trying to grow crops of trees, uh, because they were looking at that as their next future. When oil runs out, they wanted a renewable resource. I don't know if you guys remember that yeah. at all, but yep. you know, 
you know, not only is timber a renewable resource, but in this whole world that we live in today with carbon and, you know, the emissions that we're producing and the climate change and the things that we're trying to combat, you know, trees are unique to that in, in the sense that they take in that carbon dioxide and provide oxygen for us. So there's a lot of benefits, especially from an investment side, from someone that's sitting on the sidelines thinking about making some type of an investment to get into not just an alternative investment, but maybe a strict a strict uh, timber investment for a number of reasons, depending on what your goals and uh, priorities are as an investor. Yeah. And I assume that, uh, that for every tree that you take out to create lumber, uh, you plant at least one tree, if not more for every tree you oh, take. Oh, you bet. Out. The industry is always, is always kind of said, well, for every tree we take out, we generally plant, you know, six to eight new ones in a sense. And, uh, obviously like Nick had touched on, it's a renewable resource. And with that, I mean, long before my time, I mean, we're dealing with trees now that it's the third generation that we've harvested them since the original trees were cut down. And it's obviously proven through the fact that we still have trees growing and we're still harvesting trees that it's a renewable resource and that it comes back. And investors can, you know, prioritize what they want to do by their investment, whether it's a short-term crop. And you got to look at timber kind of like a cornfield, but instead of an annual harvest every year that you're cutting that field, you may be cutting that field once every 10 years or once every 20 or 30, depending on what uh, the management plan is for that one little chunk of ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great, and I love the fact uh, that it's a renewable energy source and a renewable uh, investment. That's really great. Yeah, the byproducts from the timber industry, not just the harvesting aspect of it, you know, as we feed the markets with lumber and plywood and whatnot, there's a lot of biomass products that are left over that then in turn go in to feed a biomass plant that create energy for us to consume, and that's energy that is created through a renewable resource. Yeah, yeah, that may. We've got a big one of those in town here. What's that? Sorry, uh, biomass. Oh plant. yeah, you can take all your scraps and uh, you know pallets and all kinds of different wood products, and they yeah they run it through their mill and create power off of it. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I, I think this is a great topic, and Zach, you should come back anytime. You're a huge get for the show, Nick. Good job bringing Zach in. Um, I'm not sure how, quite how you landed Zach as a guest because he's. That's a, I'm sure. I just had to feed him a few free meals. It's fine. <laughs> Warm weather in a pool helps, you know? Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're running out of time for today's show. So Nick, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? Sure thing. So you can just go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Once again, tons of great information on there. Our radio page is what Tony loves, but I love just all the different resources that are available to you. And um, like I said, listeners, if you have any specific questions, you want us to cover anything on the show, drop us a line on the on the website and let us know what you want to talk about. All right. Thank you so much, Nick and Zach Jones today. Uh, listeners got a bonus Jones. I love that. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.